This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and the internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. The Christmas season is here. It's time for Christmas carols. If you were asked to name a Christmas carol found in the Bible, could you name one? Here's Pastor Steve Kramer with today's message, The First Christmas Carols. There is a Redeemer. It's time to get spiritually ready for Christmas. For the next few weeks, we are going to do that by looking at the first Christmas carols surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ. We begin our worship in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord Most High, who spoke to your people in ancient times through the Law and the Prophets, and who has spoken to us through your Son, Jesus Christ, come now and speak your truth into our lives and renew a right spirit within us. Amen.
all-sufficient merit Raise us to Thy glorious throne Today's reading is from Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 67. And John's father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Come thou day spring come and cheer our spirits by thine advent here disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight rejoice Rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Rejoice, 
shall come to thee, O Israel. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O One of the many things I love about the Christmas season is the music. Christmas music is in the air this time of year, whether you're strolling through a mall or standing on an elevator or listening to your radio. I even enjoy the sentimental secular songs about a white Christmas and Rudolph. But what I love most of all are the Christmas carols. Those carols warm my heart and bring a smile to my face whenever I hear them or sing them. I suppose it's because they contain such joy and good news. Now, as familiar as we are with the carols of Christmas, there are four carols, you could call them, that are recorded in the Bible that we're not so familiar with. They were sung by people surrounding the birth of Jesus. We have Mary singing a song to God after she's told the shocking news she's going to be the mother of the Savior. And there's the angels singing a song to the shepherds in the field. And an old man named Simeon had a song when he saw the baby Jesus. And then there's Zechariah's song, which we read earlier. All of these are powerful songs giving powerful truths about Christ's birth that can build up our faith as we study them. Years ago, someone gave me a wonderful book filled with background stories behind some of the great hymns of our faith. As I read those stories, they brought me new insights that made me appreciate the hymns all the more. Well, Zechariah's Holy Spirit-inspired song has a great history behind it. Two stories, actually. Zechariah and Elizabeth's story and God's story, the big story. Zechariah was married to Elizabeth, and they were elderly. Never able to have children, though. They were good, righteous people before God. Zechariah was a priest who was serving in the temple sanctuary one day, bringing incense to the Lord, which was a, an honored job. People were outside praying for him as he conducted this holy work. Zechariah was also praying, as we'll hear about in what happened next. Suddenly there appeared before him an angel of the Lord, and he was afraid. The angel gave him good news. Don't be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. What do you suppose was Zechariah's prayer? In all likelihood, it was for God to rescue his people Israel, and, and perhaps to grant them the gift of a child as well. And the angel continues his good news. Elizabeth will bear you a son. And you shall name him John. He'll bring you joy and gladness. He'll be great before the Lord and filled with the Holy Spirit, even in his mother's womb. And he'll turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit of Elijah, the prophet, to turn the hearts, to make them ready for the Lord, a people prepared. Zechariah had his doubts about this. He says, how can this be? Elizabeth and I are too old. I need a sign. And the angel says, listen, you, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. He sent me to speak to you and bring this good news. But because you didn't believe my words, you're now going to be silent and unable to speak for nine months until the child comes. 
That will give you some time to reflect on what I've said to you. Well, Zechariah came out of the sanctuary unable to speak, and the crowd that had been praying and waiting for him realized he had seen some sort of divine vision, and they were puzzled by this. But all Zechariah could do was make signs with his hands, which they didn't understand. Zechariah went home, waited in silence. Sure enough, Elizabeth got pregnant, and she was thrilled by this gift from God. People would now stop looking at her with such pity and perhaps even judgment. Well, the child is born. Neighbors and relatives gathered to rejoice with Elizabeth and Zechariah, and they asked Elizabeth, you're going to name him after his dad, right? Elizabeth said, no, his name's going to be John. They turned to Zechariah, that can't be right, what do you want him to be called? And Zechariah wrote something on a tablet which said, his name is John. John, by the way, means the Lord is gracious. Immediately, Zechariah's tongue was loosened and his voice returned, and he started blessing and praising God with this torrent of praise. And everyone was filled with fear and wonder and knew that the hand of God was at work here and on this child that had been born. We need to look at what's in this hymn because it's a great message. It's a message of Christmas. It's a redemption hymn. Blessing and praise to God is given first. Uh, why? Because God is up to something big. He has visited and redeemed his people. At long last, after centuries of silence, God is at work to rescue us, is the announcement. It's a redemption song. That God has raised up a horn of salvation for the people of Israel in the house of his servant David, as he spoke through the prophets of long ago, that horn meaning a strong redeemer that's headed into battle to rescue. And God is being faithfully, is full, faithfully fulfilling his promise to King David through the prophet Nathan, that a king from his line of descendants would come and rule and reign forever over his people. And we know that Zechariah is singing about Jesus, isn't he? You see, Elizabeth must have told Zechariah of her visit with pregnant Mary, the mother of Jesus. We've got a redeemer who's, who's on his way. Zechariah says he will save us from our enemies and those who hate us. Again, he, this is kind of a warfare type of language that's being used. Zechariah is thinking about the Romans and other world powers that have oppressed Israel so long. God's going to rescue all right. And Jesus is going to do battle all right, but it will be over something much bigger than what Zechariah had in mind. Jesus would do battle with the power of sin and death and the devil, our biggest problems, and defeat them to set us free and make us his own. He says this Redeemer is on a mission of mercy to show the mercy promised to our fathers and fulfill the promise that, that God made to Abraham way back in Genesis 12 that he'd make Israel a blessing to all the nations of this broken, sin-sick world. And, and what's God's purpose in doing this? So that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, be enabled to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness. That's what a pious Jew like Zechariah longed for. Obstacles taken away. Serving God. Saved to serve and 
do his purposes in the world and walk in a personal relationship with him, loving him with heart, soul, strength, and mind. And then Zechariah turns to, to this baby boy and you will be a prophet for God. You will go before the Lord, this Redeemer, to prepare his ways, to get people ready for his arrival. You will give them knowledge of salvation in the forgiveness of their sins. They need to know that they're sinful and they, they, that it's serious and it separates us from God. And then you point them to the tender mercy of our God who has given a precious gift to us, a Savior in whom there is forgiveness of sins and a reconciled relationship with a holy God who hates sin but loves the sinner. That's your job, Zechariah says to his baby boy. And this gift that you're going to point people to is like the sunrise. He'll visit us from heaven and bring light to those hopelessly, helplessly living in darkness in the shadow of death. And it'll be a new day. When he's done carrying out God's salvation plan, there'll be no more stumbling around in the dark, no more fear of death. All those things will be overcome and he will guide our feet into the way of peace with God. So it's important that we ask, as we consider this carol, did any of the lyrics in this song come to pass? Well, look at Luke chapter 2, the birth of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem and the angel's announcement to the shepherds, unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The Redeemer came. The horn of salvation, the promised sunrise, has visited us from on high to rescue. And after Zechariah's song was over, Luke gives us a little editorial verse saying, The child John grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. And 30 years later, Luke chapter 3 tells us, And the word of God came to John in the wilderness, and all around the region of the Jordan he began to preach good news of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And he pointed people to the mighty one who would soon come and save them and change their lives. And then along came the growing up Jesus, announcing the arrival of the kingdom of God, calling people to repent and believe in him. And three years later, this Jesus, our Redeemer, went to a cross and died for our sins to pay the penalty. And God raised him up from the dead. And now listen to the words of the resurrected Jesus to his astonished disciples in Luke 24. Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. And you are my witnesses of these things. Yes, it all happened. Just as the carol says, our Redeemer came and did this for us. So like Zechariah, we too have something to sing about. And praise God for. Even when we look around and on the surface, everything looks gloomy and hopeless around us and so out of control, we know that God has done a great thing for us. He has visited and redeemed us through His Son, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Sin is defeated. Death is defeated. The devil is defeated. Evil is defeated. It will not have the last word over this creation. And Jesus sits in authority. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he has a final say when he reappears. 
And oh, how I need to hear this again and again and again as all creation groans around me with suffering and sorrow. God has done a great thing. Christ has come. He's coming again in power. We're told in the Zechariah story that this song was a witness to those standing there. God was hoping they might believe this word of his about a Savior to come and believe and join Zechariah in praising God for his faithfulness, that their faith might be renewed. For many of us, this song can serve as a means of renewing our faith in God as we live with it, consider it, the truths in it. It gives us hope for the present and the future. And I don't know about you, but I need that kind of renewal every day in the midst of all the bad news that's around us. I would encourage you, in fact, to read this each day this Christmas season and let it renew your spirit. In fact, why not memorize the first verse? Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has redeemed his people. That's a powerful truth to carry into each and every day. God's in control. And for others of you listening, well, God wants to put a new song in your heart and on your lips to give you a song of salvation, a song of hope. Perhaps you've never heard this good news of a Savior, or you've ignored it, or you've rejected it and walked away from it. But now you're longing for bright hope in your life. You're tired of the darkness. God wants you to have this news, this song, this new start, this hope. It begins by turning away from your sin, as John would say to the people, and turning to the rising sun, the mighty one, Jesus Christ, the Lord, our Redeemer for salvation. Ask him in. Place your trust in him alone and what he's done for you at the cross, an empty tomb. And you will get, receive the cleansing forgiveness of sins, a new life with God, which lasts forever. And after you've turned, which I hope you do, then follow him each day. Walk, walk in his light as you study his word, as you talk to him in prayer, and let him chase away the shadows of gloom and doubt and despair. He stands ready to guide you and give you his peace. And you will discover, if you do these things, that Zechariah was right. God has done a great thing. He has given me a Savior who has redeemed me and made me his. He's with me and in me and will be faithful to the end. Blessed be the God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Praise be to God. Amen.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and the internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. The good news for today is that God has done a great thing by giving us a Savior. Christian Crusaders has been blessed by the financial and prayerful commitment of our listening family. We ask you to continue remembering this ministry as part of your weekly worship and to share this ministry with your family and loved ones. Mail your gifts to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Or visit our secure website at christiancrusaders.org. You'll find it's easy to support this ministry by following the Give link found at the top of our web page. All donations are considered tax deductible. Our website includes podcasts of past programs as well as daily devotions and inspiring Christian interviews. Visit us online today at christiancrusaders.org. We are happy you chose to worship with us today and we look forward to worshiping with you again next Sunday. Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer. 
speaker on Christian Crusaders, broadcasting gospel-oriented, Christ-centered, biblical truth since 1936.